Well, welcome to the One Thing Podcast, where we all get to usher in the new age of humanity, homo spiritus, by practicing dancing with the one thing that individuals, communities, and countries have yet to try en masse. That one thing is the connection to the higher self part of our true self-anatomy that people call by different names. Our prime directive above all else is to make and continually return to top connection day in and day out, sometimes moment in and moment out, as mm. our first step in dealing with life problems rather than viewing life problems as things we can solve separately from tot. And in this episode, which is a kind of minor milestone episode, this is episode 20 in our podcast, we're going to unravel the differences between how homo machina and homo spiritus understand and approach abundance and why these differences mass matter in massive ways. Right, exactly. And so before we talk about how each of these um, homo machina or homo spiritus would approach abundant, let, abundance, let's just do a quick um way of understanding, this is our way of understanding abundance. And, you know, usually when people hear the word abundance, they write automatically, uh, right away, think about money. And we're not saying that money isn't part of it, but it's a much broader scope, according to the way we're viewing abundance, which the way we define it is the, the availability and the access to all the resources a human being would require, desire and require to thrive. And thriving is uh, levels of optimal health. Like I had someone in the other day and I mentioned the word optimal health and she kind of lit up and she said, oh, I want that. And I said, I don't blame you. That's what I want too, you know? So the abundance of optimal health and well-being and well-being is just that state, you know, it's a calm mind and a peaceful heart and a, and a life that's in flow. It's also the ability to have empowered expression, right? So some people feel thwarted when it comes to that. And so doing whatever the work is required in order to feel that you can fully express yourself is a form of abundance. And then of course, connection, whether that's to, you know, good family connections, uh, a romantic connection, friendship connections, livelihood connections, network connections, connections that serve a, th a thriving life. And so this is this is a different way of living than just getting by or just, um, you know, just a mere subsistence um, or just sort of just over the line of basic needs that, you know, that's more on the survival level. And we're talking about the thrive, thriving level as abundance. Right. Yes, absolutely. And so what we're going to do next in this episode is we're going to contrast the homo machina mindset about abundance, if you will, with the homo spiritus mindset about abundance. So with homo machina, and if you're, if you're tuning in, not having viewed or listened to our episodes contrasting homo spiritus and homo machina, uh, what, what homo machina is, is a potential future for humanity for the next stage in the evolution of our species that is really um, human beings as as part 
part humans and part machines. Uh, it's it's a um, in in many circles it's referred to as the transhumanist movement as well. So the homo machina mindset is actually enslavement, even though it portrays itself as wealth. It's actually the abdication of abundance by depending on it coming from worldly channels. And that's a completely re uh, reversed perspective about, about abundance and about wealth, as we'll get into in a little while. You know, we've been programmed deeply by societal forces uh, in the homo machina mindset to think that the, the world, uh, that, uh, that, you know, worldly channels are the only place that our abundance can come from. And as Lori's going to talk about in a moment, that's not true for homo spiritus. Um, you know, the, the homo machina mindset is about things like taking orders from others, not being self-sovereign, being reliant on government and employers to do for us what is designed for us to do for ourselves. And as a species, we've been down that road of surrendering our self-sovereignty to worldly forces and worldly uh, alleged solutions long enough to know that this approach to abundance won't work, it can't work, no matter how hard we try to make it work. Yeah, good, good uh, recap on that. And just, you know, to sort of give ourselves a, a, a perspective, we drop into this, this programming, right? We're born into the programming, it's in our DNA, our parents perpetuated, our grandparents, the, our entire lineage. I, you know, there's, there's not, it, it isn't the norm to, to be living outside of this programming. Lots of people break free from it and they figure out how to access uh, channels that are that are aligned with life and nature and source and that kind of thing. So I'm seeing that because sometimes it's helpful for, you know, to just give ourselves permission to have compassion for the fact that we dropped into this. And actually, sometimes I like to think of it as a, as a, a treasure hunt, like it's a game, like, okay, we dropped into this programming and the, the game is to find the treasure of, of, uh, connection to the one thing, um, to the source of all life. And there's many ways to do that. And we are talking about it in the words that, you know, resonate in our hearts, but of course, substitute any of the words that work for you. So let's talk about homo spiritus. Um, the, I would have to say that the, the core um, center point, if you will, for homo spiritus and abundance is sovereignty. And I know that that word is used a lot. And one of the words that popped in just before we jumped on our, our time here together is uh, a word that I really like a lot, which is agency. So sovereignty is, is the capacity, capacity to access agency and centering and connection with the source of life in order to, to have a, a viewpoint and, a, and a, uh, a vision, if you will, of what is a broader scope of truth rather than these tiny little perspectives that we that we have when we're more in our homo machina self or our our humanity disconnected from 
the source of all life. So um, sovereign abundance really does indicate be that we're, it means that we're liberated from the systems of enslavement. Uh, and not all systems are enslaving, but there, there are plenty that are. And so part of what sovereignty is, is uh, building the muscle of discernment. Is this a system of enslavement or is this a system of liberation? And you can, one of the ways that I look at that is that if I'm being asked to hand over my power, it's a system of enslavement. If I'm being supported in empowering myself, it's a system uh, that isn't enslaving, if you will. It's a liberating system. So consciously cultivating and activating the, the light within ourselves, we've talked about, I think we've talked about this in prior episodes, but one of my favorite things to say is that, you know, every human being has over 70 trillion cells and in every single cell, there are over 70 trillion atoms. And in every single atom, there's an electron. And that electron is the source of life. It is cellular intelligence. It is divine intelligence, if you will. It has all of everything we need. It's a blueprint, if you will, for this abundance that we're talking about, the umbrella under which falls all the things that a human being would require and desire to thrive. So um, that light is, it's, there's such great, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Paying, I'll say it this way, paying attention to activating that light in inside of you is ha, carries great value for you. I, I do it two ways. I, I like to invite it in from the, my higher presence in through the top of my head to fill me. But then I also like to see that there are these, it, it's like we're a light show, that there are these cell, I can see cells and that they're sparking uh, they're sparking open or awake or alive or being activated, if you will, with light. And I try to see that in my mind's eye. That's a little overwhelming sometimes for some people. So just try to see one cell, see one cell sparking open with light and then multiply that. Just say it, just set the intention times 70 trillion. <laughs> that might be helpful. So, and the, the, the important part about that light is that it helps us um, magnetize. It, it helps us magnetize from the unified field um, our birthright. I'll just say it that way. And also be, and, and I'll come back to that, but I just want to get a few things out and then I'll come back to that magnetization thing. But our heart coherence, and if you're not familiar with the work of heart math for several decades, they have done some very beautiful research on when we drop into our heart center and we have this magnetic coherence between our head and our heart, then that connects us to the, to the quantum field or the unified field. And when we're living from that connected place, all things are possible. And so it's just really, uh, uh, it's really worth your effort to play with this, you know, in as many moments as you have access to throughout your day. And so we're talking about also when we when we come from this alignment and from this connection to source that we're actually manifesting according to universal laws. And we're not actually talking about the secret while the secret was a, a lovely way to sort of just wake people up to the fact that there is such a thing as universal laws. What we're talking about in our time together is you know, more like um, grad school compared to the secret being more along the lines of kindergarten. It's important to start in kindergarten, but then you got to, you know, you got to go through and, and learn beyond, way beyond kindergarten. So, um, and, and the other thing to keep in mind is that abundance 
and the magnetization or the aligning, the lining up with and allowing of abundance to flow into our life isn't um, something we do. It's something we allow. It's something we um, summon and receive. And we, and we can, and it only works if we're doing it from a heart space. Love is the uh, currency here. <laughs> so that's, um, and, and so being non-resistant in our heart and, you know, this is something we just have to work out our, in our own way because we've been so deeply programmed to lack and limitation that when we say we want abundance, then there's going to automatically be this, this resistance to that. And so just that's something that you, that's a duality. And, and that's something that requires our attention for healing and transforming and, you know, looking into the shadow side of it so that we can bring light to it so that we can have more of our wholeness. Um, David might want to say a little bit more of that when I'm done here. But so when we all have this non-resistance, um, we we have, and, and the it is a practice to, to go, you know, to practice being non-resistant. In that place, it's like, a, they call it the active zero still point. And in that place, we have access to uh, peace. This is, this is, these are laws of life, right? So they're not just uh, fanciful ideas. They're when we line up with the laws of life, this is what we get. We, we have access to peace and beauty and joy and love and equality and protection and justice for all and wholeness. And this is homo spiritus abundance. And living according to these universal laws is also living in accordance with the laws of nature. And um, I just want to say one more thing because I'm really excited about this. In our next episode, we're going to talk about uh, how, how this applies to the fork in the road that humanity is at today in the midst of a pandemic and, and in the midst of things being very chaotic. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Telegraphing ahead. Well, that's, that's a beautiful portrait, I think, of, uh, of the homo spiritus mindset around abundance. And what we're going to move into next is a few principles around abundance. And the first is that one of the laws of the universe is that there are plenty of resources. However, we have been programmed collectively, even though there are, of course, certain individuals who haven't bought into this programming or did at one time and then transcended the program. Evolved through it, yeah. Yes. Uh, but collectively, we've been programmed to believe that there is a scarcity of resources. And this is why people and countries constantly fight over resources and try to control resources. Uh, this kind of homo machina mindset is uh, is all about a disconnected mind, a mind that is disconnected from the wisdom of the universe, the, the wisdom of, of higher presence, uh, of that which all of us are a part. <clears throat> and, uh, the, you know, a disconnected mind will quite literally fight to the death that there is a scarcity of resources. It will defend that belief as though life depended on it. It's a kind of a crazy rightness addiction. And this is exactly what has been happening in humanity, really for eons. So like Laurie was saying earlier, 
we're simply wanting to illuminate this. We're not wanting to shame ourselves or anyone else for having been entrapped in this mindset. Uh, we're saying we understand how we come by this mindset. Honestly, it's inherited through eons of generations and the, the time is now to outgrow it. Uh, the, the false belief in scarcity is the foundation of the homo machina shadow mindset and tactics about creating abundance. And this is really, it reflects a reverse attitude, a, 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 um, a reversal of cause and effect having to do with abundance. Mm -hmm. The homo machina delusion is that wealth, uh, is that money creates wealth. And that is completely backwards. That reverses cause and effect. Abundance, wealth creates money. Um, the, the homo spiritus mindset and tactics really stem from a deep sense of already existing abundance. And I'll get into this a little bit later when I talk more about this notion of multidimensional wealth. Beautiful. Yeah. And, and the, the, the key, one of the key takeaways is that accessing this wealth mindset, it, it, it's not something that you read a book about. I mean, it can help you, but really, I would highly encourage you to ask your higher presence to teach you the true meaning of a wealth mindset and to charge your mind with right thinking around what it means and feels like to be wealthy. And, you know, all the things that we mentioned before, the peace and the justice and all of those things, we're going to talk more about this next time, but each one of us has to uh, live those principles and those, the essence of those truths like peace and joy and justice for all and abundance of, and plenty. We have to live those truths in the deepest cells of our being. And, and that takes some practice and it cannot be done from the lower human mind alone. It can only be done in full connection and ever increasing connection, let's just say, with your higher presence. And so that's the very first place to start. Most of us think, okay, I'm gonna go over here and figure out how to do investments. And I'm gonna go over here and figure out how to have the right livelihood. And I'm gonna come over here and figure out how to you know, be balanced in my family life. And it's, it's, it, it's so much more, um, it's, it, it's so much more effective and efficient and gets you to where you want to be on all of these subjects faster if you start with your connection to your higher presence. Yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. absolutely. Uh, so, you know, the, the related principle here is that a homo spiritus connected to the divine mind knows that resources are unlimited. Do you want to speak to that further or do you feel like we've covered that well enough? Well, I'll say it in my next point. Okay. Yeah. Then I'll I'll just go a little bit further because I was mentioning earlier multidimensional wealth. Yes. While while abundance in in the programmed mind, the Homo Machina mind, means money, as we've said already, it's it's so much more than that. It's uh, it's food and right livelihood and nutrition and and a, a sharply honed mind through the positive version of education 
you know, uh, just as a side piece about the word education, it stems from its root is educare, the word educare, which means to bring forth from within, not to impose on people from without. There you go. Mm -hmm. And that within is in connection with divine higher wisdom. There is no within without the higher presence. Exactly. Within is the higher presence. What do you think is beating your heart and pumping your blood right now? And that's where there's been such a disconnect in humanity, thinking that there is a within that's a viable and trustworthy within that is separated from divinity, from from our, our highest wisdom and love. That's that's just impossible. It's absolutely impossible. So what multidimensional wealth is, is that all of us already have either we're living or we have access to an abundance of health well-being, psychological well-being, emotional well-being, um, well-being in how we think things through, well-being in our relationships and connectedness and love, uh, well-being in our connection with source, uh, well-being in uh, in terms of our capacity to express our personal power in the world in uh, in useful, effective, love-based ways. Uh, the the the. There's no other way that I know to say it other than we are already wealthy and we're walking around in the world pretending we're not because that's what we have been programmed to believe. And the purpose of the programming to believe that we aren't already wealthy is so that we will be dependent on external um, circumstances, external people, external acquisitions in order to fill the hole in our soul. And there is no outer fix to an inner problem. There's, an, there's the ability to chase outer fixes to inner problems, but there is no outer fix. So no matter how far we, we chase, no matter how long we chase those outer fixes, we will never come across one that fills a hole in our soul. The only fill, the only way to fill the hole in our soul is through embracing the abundance and the limitless resources at the level of resources that are really important that we already have. And to then convert portions of those limitless inner resources, selected portions, well-selected portions into money, because all that money is, is portions of our life energy in a converted form. It's not some independent thing out there that we don't have and we have to acquire. Money is simply our life energy, portions of it, selected portions, in a converted form. That's all money is. When you know that, you've cracked the code to homo spiritus abundance. Exactly. Beautiful. And when you also make a very conscious decision to honor money as a tool for love and ask that all of your channels, pathways, streams, accounts, you know, receptacles for money, wallets and purses, whether virtual or physical are filled with the light of your higher presence. And that's how it flows into you. That's what we're talking about. That, that, that becomes um, a, 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 
a, a pathway for resources to flow to you that is beyond worldly supply only, right? So the, uh, the according to the one thing, right, our higher presence, the piece de resistance is that all true abundance comes from the source of all life, and we access it through our higher presence, which provide, provides all the resources that we need. So if we keep coming back to that centering and that connection, then everything that you need will will find you, <laughs> I guess is one way to say it. Um, instead of you feeling like you have to scratch and claw from the outside. And we're not saying here, you know, sit on the couch, quit your job and wait for the roof to open up and money to pour in. That is not what we're saying. We're saying go to that connection first and then follow your guidance so that you can be connected to or, or you know, come into contact with the things that are yours by birthright and by your intentional calling forth or manifestation of. I mean, if you need a new refrigerator, you're going to figure out how to get a new refrigerator, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, those and those resources. Now, this is maybe going to be a little bit um, out there for some people, but what you receive and the resources that come to you may or may not come through worldly channels, but the for, the source of life will always have that like, you know, under control, so to speak. Um, you know, that, that we'll talk about that another time, but that, that's like um, tapping into the idea of turning water into wine and multiplying the loaves and that kind of thing, where we have access to um, increasing molecular structure for good, if you will. So let's talk about a couple of ways that you can play with these ideas and these notions in, in your own life um, forevermore, hopefully. <laughs> the more you do it, the, the more you'll be shown uh, the, the, the resonance of this in your own heart and, and, and the, 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 the miracles that can show up to you. I, I actually say one of my prayers is, um, uh, let's see. Give us our give us give us our our miracles, blessings, and supply this day. You know that that kind of thing. So, uh, so the one practice you could do is just practice being non-resistant in your heart and not pushing against anything. Not not like not be uh, not not noticing that you're actually stuck in resistance so that requires you to stay present and to be in this witness observation mode of yourself so that you can um come back to your your center point which is a non-resistant non-resistant point of um, activity that is also still it's a still activity if you will but it's from that place that you can hear or feel or sense or know your guidance so you know what step to take next, what to say, what not to say, that kind of thing. Even in the face of those that we might feel strong um, resistance to, hatred for, or fear in the, in the face of them taking away our liberties, right? Like that's happening. Liberties are being removed. And a lot of us have a lot of feelings about that. Um, but it, it's a good practice to come back to non-resistance in your heart, even in the face of those strong 
things playing out in the world stage and practicing. We've talked in uh, previous episodes about being non-judgmental and specific practices around that and just constantly coming back to that still point that is available to every single human being, even though you might want to convince me or anybody else that you don't have it, you do. If you're breathing, you do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's the first of the two takeaways from this episode that we wanted to offer to you. It's about practicing non-resistance. The second takeaway is to practice living from and recentering yourself in a state of homo spiritus sovereignty. So this involves envisioning the world you want, first of all. So I really want to encourage you to take some time to set aside the world as you see it and whatever pessimism that you might have about whether it can be different and give yourself the gift of taking off all the shackles and envisioning the world that you want to live in and to then make a priority of connecting more with others who see that kind of world than with those who don't and to practice along with that living from a deep source connected knowing that taught abundance, the one thing abundance we're talking about in this episode, is what's real, not the delusion of scarcity. If you practice that version of homo spiritus sovereignty that I've just described, and what Lori was describing around non-resistance and the still point, you've got a magic formula for getting boots on the ground um, practice with creating and architecting and sculpting a one thing, a a, a homo spiritus version of abundance that will serve you for the rest of your life. Beautiful. Yeah. And um, yeah, you know, just it's, it's, it's important to note that connection to our higher presence, uh, uh, part of like one of the qualities of that is is envisioning is the capacity to envision and so what david was talking about like seeing a world that feels abundant and and peaceful and all the things that are important to you seeing that world with some degree of regularity is utterly important in creating that world because we cannot look at the world and berate it and then have the world we want at the same time. It defies the law of energy. And that's a really important thing to not forget. <laughs> you, you, have to, you have to at least give equal airtime to the world you wish to see as you're getting knocked off center with the world that you are seeing. <laughs> so, um, and and it, it's important to practice these two takeaways um, and, to, and to cultivate the capacity of building momentum with them so that you can become more and more um, empowered to reclaim the higher purpose that these United States were formed for and all free societies. So that leads me to our next episode, which you do not want to miss. If you can't be there live, you must listen to the replay. (laughs) 
Listen to Lori. <laughs> yeah, and I don't mean to be bossy, but this in this case, it's I, I have to kind of assert that little you're bit. You're not bossy, bossy, you're inspirational. I'm, yes, exactly. <laughs> Motivational. So, right. So Homo Spiritus, the next episode is Homo Spiritus and how we understand the higher purpose of the United States, including the Constitution, your liberties, your capacity to live into the freedoms that are your birthright. And... And I'll just leave it at that. And what I'll add is that yes. if you're listening and you're not from the United States or don't live in the United States, this episode still applies to you because what we're going to be covering is going to be framed in the context of the United States. But it, it does apply, like Lori said, to all free societies. And your heart and your body and your life is a microcosm of a free society. So it applies to you as an individual, no matter where you live and what you stand for in, in terms of constitutional stuff. So great. So can't wait to be with you in our next episode. And until then, remember, remember, remember to dance with your better half, your higher self, the one thing so that you can keep living more and more fully as homo spiritus. <laughs>